Hey, everybody, when you hear that music, you know it's time for On the Lighter Side of Baseball with our holiday special. Yes, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Everything Else, and we are coming up on the end of 2020. Thank goodness, oh my gosh, what a debacle of a year, not only the pandemic, but the demise of Major League Baseball. Will it be back? Will they be worth watching? Will gambling take over? Will Pete Rose get into the Hall of Fame finally? Because gambling seems to have taken over uh, all the pro sports, including baseball. We don't know. Will the Chiefs face the Bears in the Super Bowl today and today only? Well, up until maybe Sunday when the Bears take on the Green Bay Packers. We can, we can fantasize that the Cubs will be in the World Series and that the Bears and the Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl. That'd be one I'd have to go to, even if I had to wear three masks. It'd be a three-mask game. Will they let the fans in? We don't know. These are questions that probably trouble nobody out there because who in the world would believe that the Mitch Trubisky-led Bears would uh, uh, even get into the playoffs this year after they lost six in a row? Chiefs have been struggling offensively. Their defense has stepped up. But, hey, this is the lighter side of baseball. And uh, there's nothing really to talk about. Ah, yes, there is. You guys knew I was kidding. We got a lot to talk about. Even though this was our Christmas special, when I start to talk about some of the news, you'll know that it's past Christmas. Uh, uh, The sad news today was yet another Hall of Famer has passed away, and that is nobody other than uh, Nuxie. And we're not talking about Joe Nuxall. We're talking about Phil Necro, the knuckleballer, who, by the way has the 16th most total wins in Major League Baseball history. And I'm talking about playing with some pretty heavyweight talent in the uh, Heavenly Hall of Fame up there. We have, uh, first, let me read you the list. I mean, it's pretty incredible. Beginning with Cy Young, 511 wins, Walter Johnson, Grover Cleveland Alexander, Christy Mathewson. I've heard of those four. Then there's a guy that, this guy's no Pud. Uh, Well, he is a Pud. His name's Pud Galvin. Never heard of Pud. Won 365 games. Now, I don't believe that this list includes the new development in Major League statistical record keeping, and that is that the Negro League records will be placed in conjunction with and interwoven in and integrated, so to speak, with the uh, white guys. And so finally, you're going to be able to see how history ranks the Satchel Pages of the world, the Josh Gibsons of the world, the Buck Leonard's of the world, the Buck O'Neill's of the world, the cool Papa Bell's of the world, double duty Ratcliffe's of the world. Anyway, uh, so Satchel would be on this list, but maybe ahead of Pud, Pud Galvin. Uh, Warren Spahn, Kid Nichols, uh, Greg Maddox. Wow. I mean, why did the Cubs trade him? Why did the Cubs trade anybody? Let me tell you, getting rid of Greg Maddox, getting rid of Lou Brock, and now (laughs) I'm... I've I've diverged into a whole different area. They got rid of you Darvish today after suffering through several years of a horrendous deal by none other than the dearly departed from Chicago Theo. I bring back dead teams to World Series Epstein. 
They got rid of uh, the Epstein mistake right after he got good. I mean, God, dog, what in the world? And they did it in a fashion that was late. Obviously, Hoyer couldn't pull the trigger without his good buddy Theo there because while he was jacking around, goofing around, whatever is the appropriate term, the Tampa Bay Rays, as they are known to do, got rid of their ace. But they got something in return. They got a top pitching prospect. They got something in return that everybody wanted. They got a short, They got players back that are worth a crap now. Unlike Jed Hoyer, who delayed the process, and what's he get? He gets Zach Davies. I like Zach. He came to Nelly's golf tournament. He's got kind of a funny story. When he first got called up by the Milwaukee Brewers, he tried to get into the clubhouse. They wouldn't let him in because he looked like a 12-year-old. Now that he's in his last year of salary arbitration before he becomes a free agent, he looks like he might be old enough to drink. But, man, oh, man, this guy is blessed with youth. He looks young. Anyway, the Cubs are going for the all-time slow-pitching starting rotation. Featuring Kyle Hendricks, who has never broken 90. Alec Mills, who's a protege of Hendricks and hasn't broken 85. And now Zach, who doesn't throw as fast as Alec. So you've got Hendricks, Mills, and um, Davies to go along with, who knows? Lester's gone. I guess uh, Q-Man's still around. Quintana. I don't know, man. You know, Ricketts is trying to save money. Poor guy. You know, the the trading world of Ameritrade has just had a horrible year. The Dow Jones is at a record high. The NASDAQ is at a record high. The S&P is at a record high. Oh, my God, what can they be doing at Ameritrade to be in such a financial dilemma that Tommy Boy had to get rid of his best pitcher? Are you kidding me? Anyway, uh, I, again, I digress to the meaner side of baseball. We have the grumpy side of baseball, the lighter side of baseball, and the sad side of baseball, and that goes with uh, Phil Necro. Uh, below Maddox is the guy who is going to get in the Hall of Fame someday, Roger Clemens. Hate to say it out there for you hardliners that I've been a part of, uh, Clemens and Bonds uh, are going to get in along with Alex Rodriguez. Tim Keefe, never heard of him. He's number 10. I have heard of Lefty, Steve Carlton. Uh, John Clarkson, never heard of him. Eddie Plank, I've heard of him. Nolan Ryan, yes sirree, man. 324 victories by Nolan Ryan. And right tied with him is Don Sutton. And, of course, we remember the funny Nelly stories about Sutton and the bus breaking down and having to walk to the game, and da-da-da-da-da. And then after Sutton in the 16th place with 318 wins is Phil Necro. And right behind Phil is Oily, the guy with 314 wins with a doctored-up baseball who cheated to get in. Is that worse than steroids? I don't know. We all knew he threw a spitter. We all knew he had a Vaseline ball. We all knew that he cheated. He's got 314 wins. Not as many as Cheaton Clements, but Gaylord Perry is number 17. Tom Seaver, another fellow who just passed away, along with Lou Brock, Bob Gibson, Al Kaline, on and on and on. The flannel era is 
going away, and and uh, and Nuxie joins him. Anyway, those are some of the uh, sad parts. Uh, back to the Cubs trade. What what was Hoyer thinking? Oh my God! Uh, throw up the red red flag, white flag. Throw the towel in. Everybody go over to the south side and watch the Tony Larusa led. Oh my God! It just goes on and on. It's just great. So what are we going to talk about? Uh, today, then we'll get together with um, Craig later in the day and have yet another uh, another exciting broadcast. Innings five, six, seven, eight, and nine are on their way. This is four, five, and six. Uh, maybe we'll have Harry sing a little bit after the uh, podcast concludes here, and uh, that's kind of it. Seasons greetings, uh, and we've got. One guy that leaves that we're happy about, and that's Theo. One guy that comes that we're desperately unhappy about, and that's LaRusso. We've talked about that. You know how funny it is, isn't it true? You know, it's mostly you see it with politicians. Uh, but it, it seems like uh, the only time there's contrition, and, and that's a word I learned in law school, the only time somebody apologizes, I'm sorry. And it goes back to the kid with his hand in the cookie jar. You know, if you go to the cookie jar and you grab, you're only supposed to have two chocolate chip cookies a day, but, man, you figure out how to, how to dupe your mom, and you take ten every day until finally she catches on and confronts you about it after you are caught by her with your hand literally in the cookie jar, then you apologize. Well, I'm so sorry. Nobody apologizes until they get caught. Really, I'm sure there's somebody out there in Major League Baseball that has somehow abused uh, performance-enhancing drugs and hadn't gotten caught. He's not holding a press conference to say he's sorry. Nobody says he's sorry. LaRusso, oh, I'm so sorry. He's not sorry about anything other than he got caught. First, you know, he was sleeping and got caught uh, sleeping while intoxicated, which, you know, I can sympathize with. Then, you know, he gets caught again in Maricopa County and tries to explain he's the great legendary Hall of Fame manager, Tony La Russa, lifetime batting average of 128. Uh, but, um, you know, he didn't say sorry until he pled guilty to disturbing his peace <laughs> and waived his counterclaim against the police department. He does a little community service, and then he um, he pays a fine and... You know, I, I guess uh, if you listen to my Don Mattingly story, uh, where Mattingly was arrested and we plea bargained to a uh, uh, dismissal of charges and a few autographed baseballs, uh, that stuff still goes on. Larusa going to take over the White Sox. What a joke. Oh, well. Then we got the good news that the vaccine's on the way, which Craig and I were hopeful it would be here by February. Now it looks like they're doing three shots a day, and we may not get it until 13 years from now if everything goes the same uh, speed. But I think it'll pick up. And again, it's not a political comment. No, no, we don't do that here on the letter side of baseball. Will Major League Baseball push back the season and start in May? I think they will, but they're, they're still claiming 162 is the number of games they want to play at the home parks. And will fans be there? I don't know. They got my money again. Got my money. The Cubbies have my money. They haven't seen my new seats. Two years. No game. 
just money. And stupidly, I'm going to get the Royals tickets again. Dum da dum dum. That's me, folks. What can I say? 2021 is going to be a great year, including opening day. Did you catch how that rhymed? Yeah. Uh, will fans be able to go? I think they will. Gaming. Uh, I don't even want to get into it because, you know, now when you watch an NBA game, which I rarely do, but I was bored in Chicago and I turned on uh, their Comcast Sports or whatever it's called now, and on the court, uh, there's a there's a big logo for a gaming uh, facility. I don't know if it's Draft King or Full Tilt or whatever it is, but every everybody, including the new Fox Sports Network, which is Valley Sports Network, it's all. How do you keep Pete Rose out now when everybody can bet on anything? You can bet on anything. I bet you by a year from now you can bet on whether or not. Uh, a Cub leadoff man will hit a home run. Now that odd will those odds will be twenty five thousand to one. One dollar will get you a twenty five thousand dollar payoff. Woohoo! Um, so you got the gaming issue, which I really don't want to talk about. You got a lot of free agents. Uh, you got the MLB Network firing uh, half of the intentional talk team. You have the Cubs letting Len Casper go over to the White Sox and bringing in. <laughs> God, oh my God, Chris Myers, are you forever kidding me? Really? That's the only play-by-play TV guy you could come up with? Oh, lucky NFL fans, you don't have to listen to him? Oh, maybe you do. Look at the old Joe Buck, he, he broadcasts every day and twice on Sunday, different sports. He's golf, he's baseball, he's football, he's Mr. Everything, but not that good. Okay, I've attacked him. I've attacked Chris Myers. Uh, let's see, who do I think is uh, a good story? A good story, a good story, a good story. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I can't think of a good story in baseball. I think that um, the Cubs are dumping payroll. The Rays always dump payroll. And again... The obvious answer is have a salary basement. Everybody has to spend at least $85 million on payroll. Oh, we can't do that. Yes, you can. We don't know if we're going to have fans. Well, so what? Anyway, it's uh, imbalanced. It's a joke. And um, I don't know. That's it. What I did do while I was waning away time, whiling away time, Waning? I don't know. Whatever I was doing. What I was doing out there uh, was getting ready for my podcast with Craig, which I know will be good. It will be upbeat. And I wanted to do something for my Padre fans out there because they're growing by leaps and bounds. I mean, I have a pocket of San Diego Padre fans who, you know, were at the beginning of last year, kind of telling me that they've had nothing to cheer about and may never, uh, thinking back to Gary Templeton and Tony Gwynn, but, oh, what the Padres did was they go out and they get uh, some really, really good players last year and develop their farm system. What the Cubs did was draft poorly, trade poorly, and instruct and manage poorly. The Padres, I don't know about 
how they all will play, but they have come up this year. Uh, they're the antithesis of the Oakland A's. They're the antithesis, another fancy law word, they're the opposite of the Rays and the A's and the J's. My rhyming A's, yays, bays. The Padres have come up with two of the top ten pitchers in baseball in a 24-hour period. They got Blake Snell. Why do you get rid of Blake Snell? I don't get it. I don't get it. I just don't get that at all. Why do you get rid of Garrett Cole? Oh, we can't afford him. Why do you get rid of Verlander? Oh, we can't. Well, if you can't afford them, put the team up for sale. There's plenty of people that will pay $3 billion for your team. Look at the Mets. Look at the Mets. They paid $4 billion bucks for that team and the broadcast rights. Now, I submit to you, if the Cubs did that, their marquee network would probably bring down. Have you, has anybody out there watched the marquee network? First of all, their production is pathetic. They can't take a good... Uh, picture and it's pretty hard not to get a good picture of baseball because nothing happens for two and a half of the three hours that they're on the air. I mean, it's just stationary. You know, look at the fans, but no, these guys have horrible views. And if you've ever watched their um, ribbon underneath the broadcast where they tell the scores, you can't tell who wins. They they just put the color of the team, but not anything to differentiate the winner and the loser. So, for example, if the Celtics are playing the Bulls, you have Christmas colors, but no, I know, the Celtics win. The Bulls don't ever win. Uh, not even with Billy Donovan are the Bulls going to win. 0-3, oh, what a great start. Go, Jer. Oh, my God. Love you, Jerry, but what are you doing with these teams? Now, I think the White Sox are going to be exciting. So, anyway, I got bored, and I wanted to see who were the top ten hitters of the 1950s decade, and now most of you listeners out there weren't alive in the 50s, but my contemporaries were, and some of my buddies are still listening, my contemporaries. So, of the, and this, some of this is going to surprise you, um, and, and I'm going to list them the way that uh, their batting averages appeared for the 1950s, and that would include 1950 through 1959. The other White Sox won the pennant. In 10th place, my one of my all-time, maybe my favorite, certainly my favorite catcher, Yogi Berra. He was number 10. Number 9, Henry Aaron. A little surprising that Hank was that low uh, or that high. I figured he'd be 1, 2, or 3. Number 8, the first African-American player to break the color barrier in the American League. And the rumored name of the new Cleveland baseball team, the Dobies, Larry Doby. Yeah, the Dobies. Uh, that's not going to be their name. But somebody floated that. And I think uh, Mr. Kashan even talked about that in our last podcast. And here's the leadoff man for the Dobies. He sw- what's a, people are going to be, what's a Doby? Well, it's Larry. Uh, great player. And uh, did actually get traded to the Chicago White Sox, like most everybody else. Uh, in seventh place, as we descend towards the top, Eddie Matthews. Now, look at that Braves team. Eddie Matthews, Hank Aaron, uh, Don Clendenin. I don't know. I mean, after Matthews and Aaron, uh, you had Joe Torre. <laughs> I don't know. There must have been another good guy. 
out there. Uh, we'll talk about the Milwaukee Braves when we talk about the Milwaukee Brewers with Craig. Okay, after Matthews in sixth place, oh my God, he was traded to the Cleveland Indians in 1959. He missed the series. He missed the pennant-winning performance with his friends and teammates. Arrestus Minoso, many. Why is he not in the Hall of Fame? Can anybody in the world answer that? He played in like six decades. He hit home runs in each decade, I believe. Be that as it may, the guy's got great numbers. Why is he not in? And speaking of White Sox, why isn't Tommy John in the Hall of Fame? Number one, he's got a surgery that he has perfected and helped save the careers of thousands of pitchers from high school to major leagues. I mean, look at that Tommy John surgery. They don't have Roger Clemens surgery. They don't have Walter Johnson surgery. No big truck surgery. No surgery but Tommy John surgery. And he's now in the Hall of Fame. Now, in addition to the medical procedure he perfected, and I think there's Tommy John underwear that I don't think he has anything to do with, but maybe he does. He had 288 wins. That's better than Burt Blylevin. That's better than a number of guys. And yet, he's not in the Hall of Fame. What a, he's a nice guy. I mean, I don't know what he did that's wrong, that he wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Anyway, so, you've probably forgotten who I'd picked. Barra, Aaron, Doby, Matthews and Minoso, then one of the greatest guys at any card show, Duke Snyder. In fourth place, and this surprises me, fourth place in the 50s, my flannel era, the splendid splinter, Teddy Ballgame, number four, Ted Williams. Number three, the Say Hey Kid. Is there anybody out there that listens that does not know who the Say Hey Kid was? Anybody? Does anybody out there not know the number of the Say Hey Kid or the birthplace of the Say Hey Kid? Okay. Birmingham, Alabama, number 24, the Say Hey Kid, Willie Mays. Yeah, man. Okay. What a guy. I don't know. He seems nice. I've got a bat sign by him. Although, I would like this pandemic to end and Mays to show up at a show so I could get a few more bats signed by him because uh, Nelly gave me this bat and the signature is fading fast. You couldn't tell it was Willie Mays, but it was. Ted Musial. And last but not least, who do you think's number one hitter in the 1950s? Yes, sir, from Commerce, Oklahoma, Mickey Mantle. And that's how we're going to end. We're going to break. We're going to see if we want to talk anymore before uh, we cut for next week. We might, I promised you a rendition of Take Me Out to the Ball Game. So I think we'll end this segment with that song. Hold just a minute while I get it set up.
And we're back. <laughs> this is the second segment. I guess this would be the eighth inning because Harry just did the seventh inning stretch as nobody else could do it. Harry sings it the correct way. Yes, sir, there is nobody better than Harry. The guys that they bring on, half of them sing it the right way, half of them can't sing, but by goodness gracious, if that doesn't put a smile on your face, nothing will on this beautiful December day. So we had promised you uh, last week that we'd have Harry sing the seventh inning stretch. Uh, we hurried along through innings four, five, six, and seven uh, to the home half of number seven when Harry sings. And uh, that was the last time Harry sang at Wrigley Field and uh, maybe the best. And he praised not only uh, the, the way he sang, he praised the crowd and said, you've never sounded so good and didn't even ask the Cubs to score more runs because I think the Cubs were winning. They couldn't lose Harry's last game at Wrigley. So God bless him and, uh, and his, uh, his whole family. And uh, a lot of those carry announcers are still alive, still with us. So, man, oh, man, I tell you what, I'm, I'm ready for spring training. I'm ready for something besides this miserable... Uh, coronavirus to uh, I'm, I'm ready for that to disappear so we can go out to the ballpark drink beer talk to Lloyd want to get Lloyd on the podcast next year next year let's talk about next year uh, we're gonna again we averaged about one podcast a week this is uh, probably podcast 52 they're clearly better with uh, with guests and so I'm gonna try to get some more guests I'm gonna probably have some of the popular guests we had um, uh, last year. I, I might try to get uh, some uh, Nellie's buddies back again to, uh, you know, talk about baseball and how they see it. Um, you know, is anybody super excited after the 60 games they played last year and what they called the World Series? I think the, the one sad thing is that the Rays and other teams just don't spend enough money uh, to make it a level playing field. So, I mean, why not just have two divisions in baseball and divide it up by money and at the end have the have-nots play the haves and it'll probably turn out again the same way. The Dodgers, the Yankees, the Cardinals, somebody of those group will win and then the Rays and the Jays and the A's can play to get to the World Series. So you have a, if you're not going to have a salary cap or a basement, um, go ahead and uh, acknowledge that and just have the the poor guys play and the rich guys play and then uh, have those two leagues play each other for the World world Championship. You know, that's my idea. Will it fly? No. None of my ideas fly. Uh, anyway, as we look into the future and the voluntary uh, date of February 22nd when the players can report the 17th, when pitchers and catchers report and injured players. Is that really going to happen? I don't know, man. The vaccine rollout is not as quick as they'd hoped. Being old and fat, I thought by now I'd have the vaccine or at least be scheduled for it. Uh, but, you know, somebody took the number of vaccines that have been, the number of vaccine 
doses that have turned into vaccinations and multiply that out and it will take 13 years at a thousand a day or a million a week. I guess a million a week. Sounds like a lot of vaccinations. Anyway, I think it'll speed up. I think the uh, and, and really the only relevance this has to the lighter side of baseball is it will be uh, the lighter side of baseball when we can go to games, when we can eat hot dogs and drink beer and sit out in the grass at spring training. I'll be there. I'll be at the Royals games. I'll be at the Cub games. I'll be at the Brewers games. Once I get vaccinated and I can go out anywhere, by God, I'm going to be the first in line knocking at the door. Until then, I'm triple masking. And uh, that's because I'm close enough to the vaccine that why blow it now? You know, am I anxious to jump on a plane and party in Italy? Yeah, that'd be great. Not going to do it. But it's around the corner. It's close. It's it's existing. Moderna, I'm kind of holding out for Johnson & Johnson. Uh, one shot versus two shots. Eh, I don't know. I don't care. Stick a needle in my arm and get me out to Wrigley Field. That is what I want to do. So what else can we talk about today that makes any sense before we get Craig on the air? Uh, do we want to talk about Pete Rose and Barry Bonds and Alex Rodriguez? Nah. Um, I don't think so. Uh, what what do we want to talk about? We could talk about the um, broadcast team for uh, the White Sox, and I think Len Casper uh, will fit in, I guess. I don't know. Um, they're going to have J.D. for the Cubs color man on TV along with, I told you, Chris Meyer. So, you know, I'm not excited about that, but that's okay. They didn't ask me. Jerry didn't ask me about the manager. I mean, would I have picked Larusa? Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> would I've kept Renteria? Of course. I mean, God. Come on, the guy did great. These bozos like Eloy Jimenez get hurt. They can't play. They don't want to hurt Luis Robert. They don't want to hurt... Tim Anderson, they don't want to hurt these guys because they're paying them a lot of money. And and Rick Renneria gets the axe for a washed-up drunk. I mean, it's sad. It's sad, but it is what it is. That's been said quite a bit lately. Uh, Mr. Reinsdorf's going to do what Mr. Reinsdorf wants to do. I'm sure he thinks that uh, Tony's the greatest manager in the history of the game since maybe Connie Mack. And uh, like I said, it's his team, you know, uh, just like the Bulls. <laughs> Anyway, uh, it is what it is. That's a great way to leave it. So let's get off of that and figure out a new topic to talk about with Craig Kashan. I'm looking forward to talking to Craig about these trades. Looking forward to talking to Craig about, I think we're going to talk about the Milwaukee Braves and some of those teams and who are the best Milwaukee Braves, who are the best, what's the all-time best Milwaukee Brewer team. And, uh, and then... You know, every week we'll pick out a different team and we'll try to find somebody that has some interest in that team and we'll talk about it. Uh, and so, who knows? You may or may not hear about the names of my guests until they show up and then when they show up, you might not know who they are. Uh, and that's okay. That's okay. I don't care because I'm trying to get uh, my arms around the 2021 Major League season, and I am thrilled about that. I'm thrilled about that. Um, so anyway, for the lighter side of, and, and if you guys out there, I know you, a lot of you guys have my email address, 
Uh, Here's a couple. There there are a couple new things coming. I am talking uh, with a couple sponsors. That's going to be one. Number two, uh, Papa Kinos, man, they're off and running. Speaking of sponsors, they're doing great. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, In Overland Park, for all of you guys in Overland Park that listen, you probably already know Papa Kino, but the pizza's good. It's quality pizza. It's not too thick. It's not too thin. It's just right. And it is good. That's kind of a line from Christmas Vacation, which I watched when uh, Cousin Eddie told Clark about the uh, Jelly of the Month Club and something else was good. Anyway, we're going to talk about sponsors. We're going to talk about our new... We're going to come up with a web page. Unsolicitedly, if that's a word, I was approached by someone in the business and uh, they want to put together a uh, uh, web page for On the Lighter Side of Baseball, which I think will be merged with my Facebook page and merged with lots of other social media. And uh, hopefully we can maybe even, uh, we're not going to live stream, uh, maybe we can have a few call-ins, maybe we can have a few guys talk, and uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be fun. We may do more than one show a week because I'm getting excited about it. Uh, we may go back to repeat guests, like I said. We may go back to uh, guests you never heard of, and sometimes they're the best. And who cares? All we want to do is talk a little bit about baseball, a little bit about the fun of baseball, and um, where the season is going to go. And over... Uh, the concern of the uh, coronavirus. So anyway, things are changing. The new year is upon us. And for our final season podcast coming up tonight, and then we'll put it up as quickly as we can, we're going to have the favorite of my viewing, listening audio. Nobody views. We're not on TV. Although we might live stream next year. You know, I'm kind of hot and cold on everything. Uh, Craig Kishan. Craig's going to join us in uh, roughly five hours. And uh, then uh, we'll see if Tyler can get that uh, production crew going and put it up in the next day or two. And that'll be it until May old Lang Syne's and da-da-da-da-da. Happy 2021. Is there anybody, is there anybody that wants 2020 to keep going? Put the year out of its misery. Oh, my God, 2021. We're going to hum. It's going to be fun in 21. That's my theme. Yes, sirree, Bobby, folks. We are going to have some good times in 2021, and we are about to turn the corner for real. Some people talked about turning the corner, and it was fake, fake news. But we are going to turn the corner on this COVID-19 and be off to the races uh, smoking cigars, drinking beer, and eating food at the ballpark. So for Jamie Uretsky and Spotify, on the lighter side of baseball, can also be heard on SoundCloud. You can also hear it on uh, Apple iTunes. And uh, I think we stream it, whatever that means, on my Facebook page. So you guys have all been great. It's been a fun year. I mean, starting in South Africa, My, oh my, I'm going to have to get Bob Solis on for the first show next year. South Africa to Chicago and all points in between. It's been a rocky season, but we have made it. We have made it to the end with Craig Kashan coming on to wrap it up with the bookends of On the Lighter Side of Baseball 2020. And we are going to hit our third season running, running, and talk about the Padres, talking about 
them being the odds-on favorite to win the National League West, the demise of the Los Angeles Dodgers, the rise of the Tony La Russa-led, I don't think so, the rise of who's going to win? We'll have predictions, you know, that are going to be rock solid. The last year's predictions by Craig and me were spot on. And if anybody wants to go back into the archives, they can call me on that. I think we were right on, right on. Cubs won the division, uh, had no hitting, no hitting, zero hitting. Can't happen again. It was an aberration last year. This year, the guys start hitting. why they get rid of Almora? We'll cover that more later. Who cares? Anyway, that's it. We need a leadoff man. I don't think anybody we got for you, Darvish, is going to be a leadoff man. Not in 2021 or 22 or 23. And speaking of leadoff men, uh, that's it for me. Uh, until this afternoon with Craig Kishan, Jamie Ruskin, the lighter side of baseball. Have a great day. Stay warm. Uh, most of my friends are, you know, in uh, someplace warmer than Chicago. And uh, I hope teeing it up. So God bless everybody. Uh, and everything will be good in 2021. Later, Gators. Oh.